uh, he gets up to hit. He's going out there, and he just loves to swing for the fences. And, man, this one hit, he, he connected so well that it flew longer than anybody had ever hit before, longer than Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, or any other baseball player. It went. Now, the average home run is about 395. These are the professionals. This guy hit it 582 feet. 395 is the average. Now, these are the people that get paid millions of dollars, okay, 395. This guy hit it 582 feet. Now, as you can imagine, words started getting out about this guy who just cranked it farther than anybody. It's the longest verified hit. Now, there are people that said, you know, back in my day, there was a guy that hit it, but they never really verified it like they did with this. And so they say he has the longest verified home run. But since that happened, he got to spend two, season, two seasons in the majors. They called him up and like, hey, you know, we heard about your hit. And so the next season, they brought him in. And he played two seasons with the majors, one season with Japan, then went back into a minor league, and then one season, and then he was done playing baseball. Now... Instead of walking the Hall of Fame, which he probably should have, he is now a security guard walking the halls in a medical facility. And a moment that should have changed everything for Joey Meyer really changed nothing at all in the long run. And the fact is, is that he could hit good, but he couldn't hit consistently. He struck out more times than he had hits when he jumped to the majors. And it wasn't really anything consistent that happened in his life. And as a church, I do. I hope we hit the home ones when we have church. I hope in our lives we just crank them out of the park. But also, amen, let's praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Jesus. We want that. But also, I want us to consistently hit it. It's not how hard you can hit it. It's if you can consistently hit it. And we can see that. And so I'm going to preach about, teach about for a few moments, is beyond a one-hit wonder. And that's what I want to be. I want to be beyond a one-hit wonder because we all know the one-hit wonders. And usually you think about music in that where whatever happened to that person or whatever happened to this and this guy. No one, unless I've never heard of him before. Maybe you guys have. But I've never heard of Joey Myers, even though he has the longest hit in baseball. It's because he couldn't hit consistently. And, and I, 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 like I said before, I, I want great services. I want us to have the powerful moves of God. But I don't want to just look back. Wasn't that a great service two weeks ago, two months ago? I want to say we're up to bat again, and let's just hit one out of the park again. Let's just get on base. Let's just see somebody's life change and see somebody's, somebody's life transformed. So greatness is not in one spectacular moment, but it's the ability to have these moments every time we step to the plate. It can be what keeps us back or what propels us into greatness in God. And what we are consistently doing day in and day out is the mark of whether we have a powerful church, a powerful family, a powerful walk with God, or a broken family, a weak church, or a weak walk with God. It's the mark of somebody that is either growing or diminishing in God. And people that make a true and lasting impact keep hitting. A church that makes a lasting impact goes beyond the one-hit wonder. They go beyond just the great services and the great songs and the great messages. But they keep on going on and keep on reaching and keep
keep on doing consistently what they should do day in and day out. A strong Christian doesn't just have good church in here, but a strong Christian consistently goes out home and prays and goes out and outreaches and goes out and reads his Bible. And that is what a strong Christian does. And so if we are going to grow as a church, and we are, and I'm so thankful that we're growing, we have to have it into our spiritual DNA that we have to be consistent. Consistent. Everyone say consistent. It means unchanging in nature. It's unchanging in a standard or unchanging in an effect over time. And it what causes us to be uh, reliant on things. If, if the chairs that we had when you sat down started creaking, it started wobbling a little bit, and you look at a couple other ones, and they're sitting there on the ground with the legs broken off. You'd be like, I don't have too much confidence in what I am sitting in right now. If we came into this building and there's pieces of the roof, big, big uh, uh, pieces of uh, wood and the truss on the ground and over here, we probably wouldn't want to sit in this building too much longer because it's it's not strong it's not reliable it hasn't been consistent in its building in the chair if you see you look to the left and that person falls down out of the chair and the person behind you falls out of their chair you're like you know what i'm not i'm gonna sit down I'm stand in room only tonight i'll just stand here right here because how we view products and how we view people is is consistency now you know people you can rely on and you know people that are like 50 50 and you know people they give you a thumbs up but you're like that, that's all you get right there, the thumbs up. Where's where, where something more than that? We, we, we have uh, people, of course, job experiences. You know, you can people talk a great game. Oh, I can do this and that with painting. I can do everything. I can spray. I can do this. And I can paint. And I can make your eyes water how fast I move. And then they start painting and they're dripping. And they, they, they show up late. And they, they're, they're, they don't look presentable to a customer. And it's like, you know, you, you talk a good game, but the consistency isn't there. To you be strong, to actually have a good track record, you have to consistently build it. And this also works both ways. If a person messes up, look at the track record. If it is something consistent, okay, then that is. But if it's just a fluke, don't judge that person just based off of one trip up. There are professional runners that they are running, and they trip in the Olympics. These people have trained since they were a baby trying to run as fast as they can, and they trip. So if you can look at somebody's track record and say, you know what? You know, they have been consistent and strong, but they just had a little mess up. We should forgive. Amen? Amen. Amen. We should because... We all trip sometimes, right? We mess up. We ain't perfect. We don't hit all the lines and dot all the T's. We mess up, but we thank God that we can just get up and keep on going. So Jesus set the standard, and Jesus is consistent, and I'm so thankful that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm so thankful I can get in his presence and ask for forgiveness of my sins, and he washes away my sins. I'm so thankful that when I begin to lift my voice and pray, I can feel his presence rush into the room. He is consistent. He is something that we should look at and to expire, aspire to. And if we are going to be Christ-like, we must be consistent. No one wants to be a one-hit wonder. So don't be a one-hit wonder. Tap the person next to you and say, don't be a one-hit wonder. It's where people look around and all of a sudden they say, whatever, whatever happened to? Ever, ever done that? You, you're sitting there and you're looking for somebody and all, whatever happened to them? They were strong. They were worshiping God. They were on the front row. They were coming to the altar and all of a sudden it's just like that. It's, it's it just fade out as quick as they faded in. It's, it's consistency that made the difference. 
And by the grace of God, that won't be anybody in this place. So if we don't want to do this and we don't want to be this, we all want to be consistent. None of us want to be uh, inconsistent in our life. We have to make sure we do things that keep hitting the ball over the fence. The first step is we need to recognize that we do need a hit. We do need to uh, have some things in our life. So when the ball goes over the plate, there is a need to hit it. It'd be terrible if a baseball player just gets up there, chews his gum, spits. You know, they do the so many baseball players just tap, tap, tighten their glove, tighten their glove, stretch, do whatever. And then they get up there. The ball comes by strike and they do the whole thing over again. Like, my Lord, your glove did not get loose. Okay, you have the most expensive gloves known to man. They're not going to get loose. Retighten it, spit, eat the sunflower seeds. Spit it back up. And he just stands there. Now, can you imagine how boring that would be just watching a guy and all of a sudden strike again? I ain't going to swing again. And he just, I ain't going to swing again. Because he's like, you know, I look good. I'm making the money. I'm I'm here. I have arrived. But the need, you got to, the manager's like, well, if you don't go out there and swing, you're going to be fired. You're going to lose all your money. Well, then then he recognizes, you know, there's a need here. There's a need right now. And for him to swing, there has to be a need, a desire. And for us to to swing and actually to hit it over the fence and to to reach for things, we got a need. We got to recognize the need that we have. And that need is we need Jesus. That is our need. If we're going to step up to the plate, step up to the service, step up with our walk with God and open our eyes every day, we got to realize that I need Jesus today. I, if I'm going to be consistent, that is the first step that I need Jesus. I cannot make it on my own today without him touching my life, without him moving in my life. I need him from the waking of the morning to the setting of the sun. I need him every day when I talk to somebody and when I'm by myself. I need him. I I need him in my prayer life. I need him in my worship. I need him when I'm talking and when I'm quiet. I need him every area of my life. Jacob said, surely the Lord was in this place and I knew it not. The answer was with him all the time, but he did just did not recognize that the answer was there in front of him and all around him. And so he made sure that he did something. He built an altar and said, I'm not going to make sure. Uh, I'm going to make sure this doesn't happen again. I'm going to build an altar unto the Lord. I'm going to make sure that I take time and spend in his presence. Because when you become aware of the need, then you can pursue it. When you become aware, if I'm hungry right now, there's food in front of me. If I don't recognize that I'm hungry, you don't eat. Sometimes you're just going in the day. You're working. You're trying to get something accomplished. And if you don't take time to recognize, you know, I'm I'm hungry. You start getting a little bit lightheaded. And last yesterday, I mean, we ate breakfast early, came here. I don't know how the other guys did it. We had a sausage egg McGriddle. And that's nice. But usually that was at seven o'clock. I'm eating by like nine or ten after that. And then one or two. And it's like one o'clock. I'm back there eating snacks here (laughs) because I'm recognizing there's a need and I've got to fulfill that need. But there are other guys that are just working, don't even realize they're hungry. I should have just tapped them like, you realize you're hungry? Oh, yeah. Smell this. Let's go get something to eat. Come on. Come on. Everyone recognize we're hungry. But if you don't recognize the need, you're just going to continue to do the same thing you've always done. You need to recognize the need for food that keeps us eating, the need for water that keeps us buying water bottles and drinking. And so the need is there, and we pursue it. And we've got the realization that you and I need Jesus. You and I need Jesus. We need him. We need him. John 15 and 5 says, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. 
He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Above all else, we need God. For without me, ye can do nothing. Now, what we think we do, and he's saying, you know, we're breathing. There are people that don't have God, but they're breathing. There are people that don't have God, but they're working. But everything that they're doing will come to naught. It's saying not just nothing as in you just flatlining but it's nothing as of worth nothing as of value and i want and i know there are people in here that we want our lives to matter we want our lives to to, to have value and to add value to others and so the um, we have to continue to seek him what the issue is is people's needs are misplaced I need something, so I feel it, but they don't know what they need it. They, they feel a need, but they don't know what, 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 what can fill that need, what can help that need. There's, there's a, a need, so they say, well, I just I need more money. And there's a need, and I need more entertainment, or the need, and I guess it's, it's in lust, or it's in other things of this life. But when they realize the need for God, Matthew 5 and 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst, and they realize what they are hungering and thirsting after. It's righteousness. They shall be filled. John 6 and 35 says, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me, he's got to come to me. I can satisfy every need, but you got to come first. I am the bread of life that will satisfy your every desire, but you have to come to me. Ye shall never hunger again. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. It's just a hunger and a recognition that if that is a word, that we need Jesus. So consistency. So first step is we've got to recognize the need, the need to hit the ball over the fence, the need to say there is a need here. The second one is consistency in prayer. If we're going to have a strong church, a strong church is a praying church. A church that is is connected to God spiritually because that is the basis and the bedrock of a Christian walk is communication with God. That if, if you're not talking to God, then you can't call yourself a Christian. I don't think, you know, oh, yeah, I, I'm a Christian. Well, have you talked to him? Do you know who you're serving? You, you, do you know who you're serving? If, if you're not communicating with God, it, it's a struggle. You'll fight battles that you were not meant to fight. Because you are not connected to God. If a person now, but consistency in prayer now, it's so powerful. If a person prayed 30 minutes a day, and I know there are people here that pray more than that. But 30 minutes a day for a year equals seven and a half days straight. Just over seven and a half days straight. If you prayed just 30 minutes every day, just consistent every day, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. At the end of the year, it would have been like you prayed over a week solid with nothing at all. You didn't you didn't sleep, you didn't eat, you didn't nothing but just prayed. That is powerful. And if you do that, you don't think God knows your name, knows where you live, your address, everything, everything you have, everything you want. It's just that consistency. It says consistency thou art a jewel. If you just did it for a um an hour a day, it would be over half a month, 15 days, just consistently. Now, praying, we got to pray when times are tough. And Daniel uh, Daniel 6 and 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and to his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knee three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he did aforetime. He did it. He's like, this is just what I do. 
I don't care if there's things that change in this world. I don't care if there are decrees signed. I don't care if there is laws put in place that, that take away or try to take away my relationship with God. This is just something that I do. It wasn't something I love how it said as he did before time. He wasn't just doing it in spite of the law. He would, they, they signed a law. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buck up against that law. I'm going to open my windows toward Jerusalem and I'm going to kneel on my uh, knees three times a day. It says, no, I've been doing this before. This is what I've always done. And so things come against me or they don't. I have the good times or the bad times. There's sunny, uh, sunny skies or there's cloudy skies. This is just what I do. I kneel on my knees and I pray every day. I just get a hold of God every day. And we know the end of the story that when Daniel stood with God, God stood with Daniel. And, and when Daniel was thrown in the lion's den and the king said, Daniel, can, did your God save you from the mouth of the lion? He said, oh, king, God is faithful. He saved me from all of this. It, it Everything was about God. Uh, the king knew where Daniel stood. It wasn't about Daniel, were you you're fast enough? Were you smart enough to outsmart the lions? No. Daniel had a relationship with God that affected everybody else around them. They knew that Daniel was a praying man. That's why they wrote that law to try to trap him. But Daniel just kept on going. He was consistent. He was not just a one-hit wonder. Someone knew how to pray powerfully in one service. But he knew just how to get on his knees at home with nobody around and saying, Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. God, I'm going to reach you. I, I, I want more of you. God, give me wisdom in ruling this nation and give me wisdom in ruling the things. Help me to conduct myself spiritually and right. Uh, we got to pray when we need mercy. Oh, uh, Psalms 55 and 17 in the evening, in the morning and at noon, will I pray and cry aloud. He just, I'm praying consistently in the evening, in the morning, in the noon. I will cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Psalms uh, 86 and 3. Be merciful unto me, O Lord. Why should I be merciful unto you, David? I cry unto thee daily. I'm just consistent. I'm not perfect, God. But you know what? I'm here every day. And I'm just crying. And so, God, I'm asking, because of my consistency, would you grant me mercy? God looks down at consistency. And he looks down at people that are just, they may not be the ones that are the showboats and the ones that just hit it all the way the furthest. But he just looks at the people that are there every day and just keep chucking, just keep walking. I, I love this um, story. Actually, go to First Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18. It says, pray without ceasing. And everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Saying, this is the will of God. Not only in everything, give thanks, but go in the scripture before. Pray without ceasing. And it's not saying, you know, um, pray without ceasing. Never stop praying because we all have to sleep. Praise God. Thank God I'm going to be sleeping soon. But there will be praying praying, and, and just a mindset of prayer that you can just jump in the prayer, in the mode of prayer. You don't have to build up and kind of like a diesel. You got to hold the start and then warm up the coils and then finally uh, start that truck. No, no, you should constantly be in a flow and a flow of, uh, of, of prayer. There's a the, the neighbor across the street to us that uh, has a diesel and he hates starting it when it's cold. We know this because he keeps it running for about three to four hours at a time, about nine o'clock to about one in the morning. Thank God it haven't happened in, in, in several several weeks. But he would just leave this diesel because he knew once it got cold, 
he had trouble starting it. So he just kept it in a mode, kept it in a mode, kept it in a mode. And it was easy for Jim to get up, go, and go where he wanted to go. And if we that same way, please don't keep your diesel running that late. But if we in that same way just keep that mode of prayer going, you know, just throughout the day, uh, the people that I love and respect to walk with God, I'll be with them. And they'll just instantly just start, you know, Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. Just doing ever working on a wall, just uh, just eating eating food and just stop and not not praying for the food but just lord you're so good to me it's just it just comes out of them it's just consistent just it's warming up and so when things that really matter and things that 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 somebody calls you or somebody texts you and say hey would you pray they're already in the mode they don't have to start oh god lord i, I love you lord i love you no they're already in it god help that person god pray i pray healing virtue upon that that life god raise that person up heal them touch them deliver them whatever the problem of the situation if they're in that mode they can just uh, drop it in gear and go so that's that's uh, the consistency um anna did you have this i don't know if i gave you the scripture but it's luke 2 36 got it up there if not that is okay we'll skip that that's a good one on prayer though you can read it luke chapter 2 36 through 38 just talks about anna and just someone being consistent the 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 next thing so we talked about being consistent recognizing the need being consistent in prayer and then consistent in attendance. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir because you are all here and you all showed up. So first of all, give yourself a hand. <laughs> God, we're here. But there's power in just showing up. It's, it's, I did not really recognize this or know this until later in life, but I just did it. And then I can look back at my life and realize, you know, it's just being consistent. Thank you. That's, that's fine. You can just fade to black. But there's power in just showing up. There's a uh, Carl Ripken. He played for the Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore Orioles. There it is. Yeah, thank you. I was like, I, don't, I didn't write that down. With it. See, that's how bad I don't know baseball. But he did not miss a game in 16 years. He has the longest consistent streak in baseball attendance as a player. For 16 years, he did not miss one game. And baseball, if you know anything about baseball, they have a lot of games. He did not miss a game in 2,632 games. Now, you, you say that this man had all 16 years. He felt great. He didn't have anything wrong with him. He didn't have any problems in his life or family or finances. No! He, you know he, he showed up to some of these games where he was sick as a dog. But he's like, you know what? I'm here. And I'm showing up. And he just, it was other days he felt discouraged. We lost the previous five games. But you know what? I'm still going to go to the game. I'm still going to make sure that I'm here and my teammates see me. And we're going to go in this together. We're going to feel on top of the mountain. We're in the valley. We're just going to show up. And we're going to go and keep being consistent. Of the top 17 people that have the longest consistency records in games so they've showed up the longest the 17 of them nine of them are hall of famers you can't tell me there's not a correlation people that just showing up showing up showing up there's power and just showing up and now kind of going into the church the kids from religious backgrounds are less likely to be involved in violence theft vandalism or struggle with substance abuse than their peers people that are showing up the church the kids are less likely to f face these issues. They have a lower risk of developmental and behavioral problems 
and school-age children, people that are consistently going to church. It's power in just coming to church. It strengthens family bonds. You have a strong support network. Looking for someone to replace Judas in the Bible, they're looking around and they're wondering, who should we replace Judas as one of the 12 apostles? Who should we do? And so Acts 1 and 21 so one of the men who have accompanying us, they're saying, what are the criteria? Who should we pick? And they're saying, let's pick one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us from the beginning of the baptism of John until the day he was taken up. Let's look around. We're going to find this one person. Of course, they choose Matthias. It was they just looked around the qualifications for being an apostle. They just said, who's going to be who's been here consistently? That was it. They said, who's been here since the baptism of John until Jesus went up into the sky? Who, who's there? There's power. If you're wanting to be used, if you're wanting power, you want an anointing. It's just showing up. It's just coming when the church doors are open. It's just coming on prayer means it's it, it, it's it's simple. It is so simple, but it's so powerful just in my own life. Um, just going to the prayer meetings. I just would just show up. My parents just put it in us. Church is there. There's a youth function. Maybe they just want to get a, get, get a, have us out for a couple of hours of free time. But they just said, go to, go to church and, and make sure you're there. And so it just came in me. And when I was, um, became youth pastor, I didn't know what was going to happen. There was just other things. I was doing what I was just supposed to do. I was on the media computer in the back in the balcony. If you've been to Soul Sarver, I was the media guy. Just up there clicking. Just clicking. And it was a Sunday night. And pastor said, all the ministers, I want you to come down here and kneel. And he's talking about, um, oh, my goodness, it was uh, back to the basics. He was talking about just getting back to the basics. And so I'm looking, and I'm just like, man, I want to be down there. <laughs> I'm up here clicking this stupid mouse, going to the next scripture, next scripture. And all of a sudden, pastor looks at me. He's like, Donnie, get down here. And so I get down. I'm like, all right, now I get down here now. He's like. Stand right here. And he's like, you have been found faithful. And he just, he just started praying over my life and prophesying and then said, you're going to be the next youth pastor. And that was, that was something that I've always wanted and desired. But it wasn't because maybe I was the best pick or, or this or that. There was others. I've said this before, but there was others that I grew up with that were so talented in their mind, photographic memories and all this. But they weren't consistent. And they fell out. And I'm just, I'm just standing, just praying when I need to pray, just doing that. Just, just showing up to church when I did show up to church and just helping, praying for people, doing what I can. And God elevated. And God does that same thing. That, that is not exclusive to one person. God just looks, who's going to be there consistent? Who's just going to be that person that just day in and day out just keeps just swinging and just hitting, just swinging and just hitting? I'm not looking for something spectacular. I'm just looking at you to step up to the plate and just do what you're supposed to do and just swing and just get on base. That's all. That's all. Don't You don't have to be showy. You don't have to have the best pedigree. You don't have to have the best finances. All I'm looking is just somebody to step up to the plate and just pray like you're supposed to pray. Just reach people. Just live a Christian life. Just keep going after God. And when we do that, the more and more you watch as God begins to elevate and bless your life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So it's just good, good teaching. It says, uh, let's see. Hank Aaron on Jackie Robinson said, I had just turned 20, and Jackie told me that the only way to be successful at anything was to go out and do it. He said, baseball was a game you played every day, not just once a week. 
And if we want to be successful in our walk with God, it's, it's something that we do every day and not just once a week. Not just once a week. This is not a once a week church. Eventually, we're going to be having Sunday night services and we're going to be having Bible studies and, 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 and outreach opportunities and all this. And it's, it's, it's about reaching the kingdom. It's not seeing how, how can we fill up our calendar with church events. No, no, no. It's about going deeper in God. It's about reaching some, some people that have never walked through these doors and, and for them to come in and see a strong church. This strong church has to be consistent in what we do day in and day out you want to be blessed just show up you want to be used just show up this power and just showing up and we've got to we've got to we got to have these things ending ending on this but um we'll go ahead and end on this but i love the 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 story and i think i've mentioned it before brother barnes was a great powerful man and, and if you've ever got to have a chance to listen to him uh, preach he's just he's just he's kind of like a, a a wild card he's just up there he's i don't know how old he was 67 he's just my lord you know when he got this kind of grunge voice like this and he's just kind of preaching he kind of crazy but the man was extremely powerful he would he would be sitting there this is before caller id and they said they wanted to call uh there was a man that was asking should i do this opportunity this church opened up i want to go preach and pastor this church and this before call ID, I believe it was in 1980, 1970. And he said, I'm going to call Brother Barnes. And so the guy called Brother Barnes. And before he even said hello, they said, Brother Barnes picked up the phone and said, Brother Mooney, don't do it. It'll ruin your life and ministry. And just hung up. It's like the man was just connected. The man was powerful. But so pastor one day was praying in the sanctuary and he was just wanting more of God didn't know um he was uh, I think 20 years old 21 you want to call brother Barnes got his number from one of the ministers like I'm gonna call brother Barnes you know get that word over my life get that man of God prophesying over me so he he called and he said hello and he just started brother Barnes I, I, I you don't know me but my name is pastor J uh, my name is Jason Varnum I'm in Bellevue and this is just I have a burden for God and this is what I want to do and just started talking kind of went through his planned uh, word and planned uh, um, speech, and and he, after he got done, Brother Barnes said, "Well, it's like you do what you're supposed to do today, and you do it again tomorrow and the next day, and when God is ready, He'll give it to you." Okay, now, bye bye. And you kind of hang up. That that was his word, and I want to tell you, the the church that we are shooting for the, the 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 moves of god and the souls that are going to be saved the people that are going to get the holy ghost and baptized it's it, it may come in a, in a powerful service but what i believe it's going to come in is just what we do and we're supposed to do today and we do it again tomorrow and the next day and when god's ready it's going to flood in this place there's going to be such moves of god in this place in jesus name just just receive that for a second lord we want that <laughs> We want that, God. Help us to be it. Help us to be it. Help us to be it. So greatness is not in one great hit, but it's an ability to keep hitting day in and day out and the next day. And what is going to keep us back or is it going to propel us to the greatness in God is what we do consistently, consistently, consistently. Let's go ahead and stand. It was just a, a teachy night. But I believe if these things that are so simple, but yet if we apply them to our life, God can do amazing things in us and through us and in this church in Jesus' name. So what if we would just, just raise our hands and pray and ask God to help us be consistent.
God, you know we want the greater things in you. God, you know we want to go deeper in you. And God, I'm asking that you would flood us with a burden for consistency, a burden for you. We recognize the need that we need you. And so because of that need, we will do the things that we need to do every day. God, we will reach your faith in prayer. We will reach your face in fasting. God, we will reach your face in attendance. Whatever we have to do, God, we want to reach you in giving God in every part of our life in every aspect in soul winning in your word God help us to love one another help us to forgive one another help us to have mercy help us to, to uh, reach and, and encourage one another Jesus name let there be consistency in each and every one of us God help me to be more consistent in the things that I need to be help this church help every one of us God we love you Lord we worship you Jesus Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Love you, wonderful people. God bless you. We got uh, church this Sunday, and it's going to be a powerful move of God. Keep your hand upon Bishop. He's in, I believe, in the air right now, traveling back from Thailand. They had a powerful, powerful moves of God. I think over 200 got the Holy Ghost, over 200 healed. Just, I'm sure he'll tell us all about it and give pictures, so I won't give too much of the details. I can actually say pictures on this side, too. We got a picture like that praise God and I actually now can sit down and know exactly the scriptures and the words to the songs because I can look over there now anyway just little things we're thinking about but I love you wonderful people God bless you Jesus loves you have a great week